welcome to the Autism Mommy podcast. This is officially episode one and I'm so, 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 so excited. Okay, so um, I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and I just wanted to set off our official first segment and it is called... Where I am going to give you a little check-in of how I'm doing and handling the life as an autism mommy, okay? So I wanted to actually talk about my Christmas holiday this year. I was a little bummed out because my son wasn't with me, but luckily my mom and my stepdad came down for the holiday so that I wasn't alone. I cannot believe it's literally about to be 2022 And we are still in a pandemic and I'm living somewhere where I can wear shorts outside on Christmas Day. This whole entire year has been insane, but I have had a lot of time for self-reflection and I definitely learned a lot about myself this year. I learned how to be realistic with my choices. I learned how to put myself first, which is one of my mantras for this podcast as an autism mommy. Like we usually put our kids first, right? In all things, in all things. But how is that possible if we're not a hundred percent ourselves? We have to be able to learn to put ourselves first And then we'll be able to, you know, do what we need to for our kids. What do they tell you when you get on a plane? If those masks come down, you have to secure yourself first and then you help your kids. If you were to help them first or attempt to help them first, you're going to pass out. And then y'all both are fucked. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be good in order to be able to do what you need to do for your children. So. This year, let's get back to the holiday. This year for Christmas, I did not see my son. (laughs) Ethan is not going to come home until the 29th of December. I'm actually recording this the day after Christmas. It is December 26th. And if you listen to Podmas, then you know that I really don't give Ethan a lot of big presents, right? Like that's not his thing. He doesn't like toys so much or if he does he plays with it for like literally 10 seconds and then forgets about it for the rest of his life and me I have um I'm not a hoarder but hoarding runs in my family (laughs) if that makes sense so I'm not the type to just buy unnecessary toys unnecessary things just because you know quote unquote, it's Christmas and, you know, he needs to unwrap presents, right? For me, Ethan has an obsession with DVDs. Loves DVDs. Don't ask me why. We don't own a DVD player. He doesn't watch the movies. He just loves the actual physical DVDs. So what I'm going to do for when he comes back is I'm going to wrap a bunch of DVDs. I'll get him new DVD sets. I'm gonna go to Walmart, buy him like 10 DVDs. And just have him unwrap all of that. And then I plan on taking him to like Universal or Disney just so that we can spend a day together and 
he'll have that experience with me, right? We'll get on rides, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll take pictures, just so he can have that experience because that is what he enjoys, right? So this was the first year. I literally, it is December 26th. I did not buy one present. I have not bought one present. And it was kind of hard for me. I'm not going to lie. I was always the one that had like bags and bags of presents for anyone and everyone that I could possibly see on during either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Like I'm get I'm getting you a gift, right? Um, but due to, you know, my change in career, um, you know, transitioning from a full-time, you know, surgical coordinator, you know, making good money to a stay-at-home mom who door dashes on the side just to, you know, have money to live and editing podcasts and things like that, I had to be realistic with myself. And um, it was hard for me this year, and I actually cried Christmas morning like a whole baby because I, I didn't have any gifts to give anybody. And everybody was, you know, everyone I saw kind of gave me something and I didn't have anything to give in return and I felt kind of bad but you know after my parents hugged me and made me cry some more I remembered that giving gifts is not what is ultimately the most important you know this holiday season and plus it's not like they don't have (laughs) And not to brag, but I'm a good gift giver, okay? So it's not like they don't have years and years of gifts from me, you know, to fall back on, right? But I also had to realize that if I would have went off, you know, buying gifts or, you know, going crazy trying to like DoorDash some more or pick up some more, you know, podcast gigs and all of this, I would have been so stressed out October and November you know, on top of moving to a new city, on top of, you know, getting used to my new life out here in Florida. It's something completely different than what I'm used to. I would have been stressed out one or for two, let's say I couldn't do all of that because I just, it just wasn't humanly possible, right? Like I just could not get the hours. There are not just, there are not enough hours in the day. People ain't tipping the way they should be on DoorDash and shit like that then I would have been fucked come January 1st. And it's like, I couldn't put myself in that predicament, you know? As, and this is one other thing that I realized as a mom and as a mom with a special needs kid, a single mom, I had to do things that actually work for me and my family this year, which means doing things that I really didn't want to do, like not getting anybody gifts. Like I I didn't want to do that, but I was present, right? You know, I was around my family. We laughed, we joked, you know, talking and just being together. Like how Kanye says, and this is, this ain't no cocky shit, but my presence is a present. So, you know, just the fact that we're together, it should count for something. And I really had to tell me, I really had to tell myself that, right? So as I mentioned before, I'm literally recording this on the day after Christmas, right? So 
yesterday I had seen a post from another fellow autism mama on Instagram and she posted something and it kind of made me think and reflect and it also made me kind of tear up. Um, one, because it made me feel bad. <laughs> um, and two, it just kind of reinforced what I was telling myself about doing what you personally need to do for you and your family, right? Like, we are so stuck on trying to fit in or trying to be the best in Christmas, like let's say, for example, or just in life. Like we're just always trying to one up one another, right? We always want to look to see like we always have our things together. We always want to fake it for the gram and all that shit, right? But I've had to come to terms with my family is completely different from anybody else's family. Even the people in my family, like my personal family, and I'm talking about me and Ethan, right? That is my immediate family. Like, yes, my mom, my stepdad, my sister, that's my family as well. But when I'm talking about day-to-day, Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday, 24-7, 365, it's me and Ethan, right? So I had to realize and I had to figure out what would work best for me and him and our success in our life, right? So this actually comes from warrior mom underscore Hazel on Instagram. And she wrote a post um, on her story. And she said, and I quote, all my special needs parents, you did good. If you got them something and they like it for a second, but they won't wear it or play with it again, Don't feel bad if you got your child a gift they didn't care for it or if you got your child the same thing as last year. The point is you got them something and you tried like every year. You're doing a good job. So like I said, I didn't buy anybody anything. I'm literally, since I'm not seeing Ethan until the 29th, I'm waiting for the little Christmas sales so that I can go to Walmart and buy him some DVDs and wrap it up in some 50% off wrapping paper. Obviously, I waited because I knew he was going to be with his father and his bonus mom for this holiday season. And I knew that they were going to give him the Christmas experience of the tree and, you know, a whole bunch of presents underneath the tree and him unwrapping and Santa Claus and cookies and milk. Like, I just knew that they were going to do all of that for him. Right. So I didn't feel pressure to have to do that. I didn't feel the pressure of having to have a million gifts underneath my tree because I know he really doesn't care that much about presents. Like all of that, everything that I used to do as far as like Christmas was concerned, I would go off for the aesthetics of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, don't get me wrong. If that's what makes you happy, if you love to see a million presents under your tree, if you love to see like, yo, I did that, I'm the shit, more fucking power to you. I'm like, no judgment here. But for me, I knew I couldn't do that this year. And the fact that I know my son doesn't really care for all of that anyway it kind of gave me a little bit more strength to be like, you know what, Stephanie, just make sure he has his little gifts underneath the tree. Just make sure he has his DVDs. Make sure that you take his little ass to fucking, I'm going to take him to Universal. We're going to have a great day. So I know that all of that is going to 
ultimately make him happy. And when he's happy, I'm happy. I am. And just knowing that I'm doing a good job for my kid is what literally keeps me going. As special needs moms or not, we tend to beat ourselves up. Like we aren't doing enough and I'm convinced. I'm convinced 100% that it's a mental illness. <laughs> and I truly feel as long as I make my son happy, then I have done my job as his mother. But speaking of doing a good job, a little segue here. Let's get into our next segment since I already told you about my little Christmas holiday season. Um, after you done stressed yourself out this month or the past three months because of the holidays, how are y'all pouring back into yourselves? I know the focus this time of year is to be with family 24-7, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for family and togetherness and tribe. Y'all know how I am. However, if you're like me, then that can be literally draining. So sometimes you just need time to yourself. Now, if anyone knows how unrealistic that is sometimes, it is me. Actually... This holiday season is the first time I haven't had my son since we moved down here in August for more than two days. So I'm cherishing this little holiday break. Sorry if that makes me sound like a bad mom. I know like you're supposed to have your kid and don't get me wrong. Like don't get me wrong. I was a little sad. My baby wasn't with me, but I'm not gonna hold you. As sad as I was, I got over it pretty quickly. Like, I wasn't depressed. It didn't make me feel like, like I was, I'm not going to say like it didn't make me feel like I was missing out on anything, but it kind of made me feel like I didn't miss out on anything. I have spent almost every Christmas with Ethan, either with me and me and his dad always split holidays. Um, so either I would have Christmas Eve with him or I would have Christmas day with him. So I always spent Christmas with Ethan one of the days, right? This was the first year. No, actually last year was the first year because of the pandemic that I did not spend both days with him. And I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> being with him all day every day it's a lot and as a mom I know we're not supposed to say that shit but it's hard it's it's really hard and I feel like I needed this break I needed to not worry about someone all the time Literally, all day, every day. When he's with his dad, like, that's his dad. I check in with him. I call him every day, say hi, hey, you know, like, all of that. But I don't have to worry when he's with his dad. Like, I know they're not going to hurt him. I know that they'll be able to take care of him the way I'll take care of him. You know what I mean? So even when I have a sitter, it's not the same. So I feel like this break is something that I definitely needed and it's definitely welcomed. So, you know, just to get back into pouring back into ourselves, 
I'm going to take this time to really just recharge for when he does get back and I have to be on mom mode for 24 7 365 again until the next time his dad you know can come down or Ethan can go up to see him this is the the woes of cross-country parenting I suppose um I want to make sure that I'm on a hundred for when he comes back and I'm not stressed out. So I've already done a couple of things that I was unable to do when, you know, Ethan wasn't with his dad. I've taken myself to the movies. Um, maybe I'll do more stuff outside with like people, but I'm kind of scared because, you know, like Omarion is back and, or has actually entered the, the scene and the whole entire world is getting sick again. So I'm a little nervous about that. But um, I definitely want to do more things just for myself to make sure that I'm okay and I'm pouring back into myself. Um, so even if you can get a sitter for just a few hours to go get your hair done, your nails done, maybe take yourself out to eat your favorite meal with your friend, your boo, or just alone, do it. Do it. You deserve okay you have to tell yourself all the time I deserve just like my kids deserve the best I also deserve the best why should mothers fathers parents why should we not have the best for ourselves when we're providing so much for our children you just need time without your kids you just need time without your kids. And to be honest, your kids need time without you too. Like, I'm sure Ethan, <laughs> Ethan is happy for this little break. Now, I know he misses me. I'm his person. I know he misses me. But I get on his nerves. I get on his nerves. He's tired of me talking. He's tired of me singing. He's tired of me, you know, singing the brush your teeth song every morning. Like, I know he's tired. I know he's tired. But I know deep down he can't wait to see me as well. We just need breaks sometimes. We just need breaks. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to give you a couple of tips because if the holidays plus the upcoming first of the month have you a little strapped for cash, there are so many things you can do that are free, okay? First and foremost, Get a sitter, get a babysitter, whether it's a family member or you have to pay someone who you trust, get a sitter. You do not have to have an elaborate day or event plan in order to ask someone to watch your child. I know it's hard when your child has special needs. This can be daunting or you can feel like you're burdening people. I've been there. I've been there. But I'm here to tell you and myself... <laughs> because I have to tell myself all the time that that's not the case at all. As long as you bring your child prepared, they will have a great time, okay? Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. You know what I'm saying? I think that's how it goes, right? I'm pretty sure. It sounds about right. <laughs> but as long as you get them set up, as long as you know you are their caretaker, you are, their per you are the person who keeps them entertained all the time, right? You know what you need to do when you have to cook. You know what you need to do when you have to clean, when you have to do laundry, when you have to go run errands to keep your child in line and to keep them entertained so that they're not bothering you, <laughs> essentially. 
So just give all of those tips to the sitter. Make sure the sitter is set up for success. Ethan loves his iPad, needs YouTube 24-7. As long as that kid has YouTube, he will be a little mouse in the corner. You won't hear him, not a peep. So what do I do? I make sure I send him with his fully charged iPad, plus I give them his iPhone as a backup. So if his iPad dies, they just have to give him his iPhone and they can have a charger so they can charge the iPad while the I Listen, listen, you got to do what you got to do. If they only eat certain types of food, send them with certain types of food. If they only drink certain types of drinks, send them with certain types of drinks. You know what you need to do so that your child can be good. You know what you need to do. Get a sitter, okay? Once you have a sitter, the world is literally your oyster. You want to go back home and walk around naked while eating chocolate and smoking a blunt? Do it. You want to watch the whole first season of Sex in the City because you want to relieve all the Carrie and Big drama? Do it. You want to go to happy hour and meet some new people and maybe even bag a little something? Do it. Do it and call me because I might want to join you because I feel like I need to bag something too. I need a winter boo. You know what I'm saying? Just do it. Get a sitter. It doesn't mean you have to go party. It doesn't mean that you have to get dressed up. It doesn't mean that you have to do anything. Just get a sitter, have some time for yourself, and do what you want to do for once. Don't do what you have to do. Do what you want to do. Okay. One of my favorite things to do when I don't have that little redhead all up in my space is to do my makeup, get dressed or not really dressed, but just get cute (laughs) and have a little mini photo shoot. It's so much fun to get all glammed up and you feel good about yourself. For me, it gives me confidence while also letting me tap into my creativity. Like, will I do a smoky eye? Will I do a little cut crease or a bold lip? Am I going to wear real clothes, you know, get fly? Or am I just going to put on some lingerie and feel sexy? All of this. And listen, don't knock the lingerie alone until you try it, okay? Because, listen, it's a vibe. It boosts up your self-esteem. It boosts up your confidence. You don't need anyone else to boost up your confidence, okay? You can do that shit all by yourself all by yourself. I would have these little random photo shoots. Um, and it's not even to post on Instagram. Sometimes it was because, you know, I have content I need to create and I need to upload and all that shit, but you don't know how many (laughs) photos my ex boo has of me and his phone because randomly I did my makeup and wanted to have a little itty bitty photo shoot. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Do what makes you happy. Okay. That's really all that matters. And in order for you to give your child the best, you have to be at your best. So those are my little tips. Do what makes you happy, okay? Now, before we get out of here, I wanted to introduce a new segment. I've never done this before, but we have Autism Mommy Letters, and I received a question via DM um, not that long ago, and it was kind of weird. Not weird. Let me not say weird, but it was kind of interesting um that somebody actually wanted my advice so I figured I would try to add this into a little segment so if you guys have any questions for me if you have any anything any anything you wanted I don't want to say advice because I'm not 
an advisor. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the word. But if you have any questions that you need answered from the point of view of a single special needs mom, whatever have you, send in those questions. You can either send it via Instagram, underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S, or you can send it to the email, which is autismmommypod. So that's A-U-T-I-S-M-M-A-M-I-P-O-D at gmail.com. Everything will be linked down below. Um, so let's get into the letter. So it goes. Hi, Steffi, and happy holidays. I've been following you on Instagram for a while and love the bond you share with your son. I love how you are a mother, but still your own person with your own hobbies, friends, and social life. I'm trying to get there myself. I am a 29-year-old mother of an 8-year-old son on the spectrum. Me and his father broke up this past summer, and it's been a struggle trying to figure out how in the world to date. Bad enough I'm single during this panorama, but I have no idea how to navigate a new possible quote-unquote hoe phase when my whole world has become my son. I am completely lost. Will any potential suitors understand my situation? I obviously don't have to worry about I obviously didn't have to worry about any of that with his father because we were learning about it together. And to be honest, I'm the most worried about the ignorance they might show towards his diagnosis. When and how do you talk to men about your child? How much information do you tell them? Any advice would help. Thank you, Vanessa. Okay, I have been single well, I had broken up with my son's father since Ethan was about three and a half. Yeah, three and a half, about it before. So he was diagnosed when he was about two and a half. So it was about a year after his diagnosis. Um, and the first thing I would say would be, what are your intentions when dating? Are you just looking for something fun? Do you just want to, you know, have dates where you can get out the house and, you know, do things, you know, with another adult? Is, you know, what are your intentions with dating? Are you looking for a boyfriend or a potential husband? Um, what are your intentions, first and foremost? If your intentions are you're looking for something serious, I would tell them, Right off the bat. Obviously, I always told any person that I dated, whether it was serious or not, I had a kid. How much I dived into his diagnosis was really dependent on how serious I was with this guy. Um, I always told my my I always told people who I talked to that my son has autism. Um it wasn't something that I felt like I had to tell you right off the bat, but it just came out in conversation. So, you know, if we're talking, if we're dating, if I meet you, we exchange numbers, whatever have you, we're having text conversations, phone conversations, things like this come up, especially at my age, 36, like they're going to ask you, do you have any kids? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I have, you know, a 12 year old son. Um, Again, depending if I know how this is going to go, you kind of, you know, as a woman, you kind of get the feeling of what the per other person is looking for most of the time. Um, then I'd be like, you know, yeah, he has autism and whatever. 
Um, mostly I would say that because it is not easy for me to get a sitter, right? Like we talk about this, we just spoke about, about this, about how we never get babysitters or how we don't feel, how we don't feel comfortable leaving your kids with people. So it's not something that is always readily available and, you know, schedules can change. I might have to pick him up at a moment's notice. Like I just, I'm very open with the fact that my kid has autism. Um, I think it's very important for you to gauge what their responses are going to be. You said that you're most worried about any ignorance they might have towards him or towards his diagnosis. Do you want to educate them? Is that something you want to do? Because guess what, sis? Like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. If they're ignorant, then you're just going to want to leave them. You know what I mean? Like, why entertain something or someone who's going to be ignorant about the most important thing in your life? If they can't understand it, that's fine. That just means that person is not for you. You would be surprised how many people, men, women, whatever you're into, have either have a family member who's on the spectrum, have a friend who's on the spectrum, well, not a friend, but a friend who has a kid who's on the spectrum. It's so common now. It's so common. We don't have to feel like we have to hide these things anymore. Um, There was a new survey that just came out the other day. I actually read it yesterday that one in 44 children, one in 44 children, boys and girls have been diagnosed on the spectrum. It's very common. It's extremely common. Um, if they can't handle it, that's fine. You don't have to handle it. But that also means that you don't have to be with me. We don't have to hang out. We don't have to chill. Point blank period. Um, you know, I think that's it. I think you shouldn't. I think you should share. Um, I always did share. And... It just helps you, it just helps you decipher who you're really willing to spend your limited time on. Single moms, already limited time. Single special needs moms, cut that off. We don't have a lot of time to waste. We just don't. We don't have a lot of patience to waste. (laughs) Our kids take all of our patience and all of our time, right? So if you want to weed them out early, see how they respond. Like, oh, my my kid has, you know, autism or my kid is on the spectrum. However you want to word it. And they're on some bullshit. Guess what? Kick rocks. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I would just say that Vanessa, thank you so much for writing in to, um, and being my first listener letter. I'm going to, I'm going to DM you and tell you that I answered it on my first episode. I'm so excited. Okay. So yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of the Autism Mommy podcast. I'm so excited about this new journey that I'm about to embark on. Um, Please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Rate five stars. You know how I said during Podmas, this is a five-star podcast. You're a five-star bitch. Make sure you give me five stars because real bitches know real bitches. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm such a hood rat. Um... Also, leave a review. Let me know if there are any topics you would like to hear me discuss. If there's any guests that you would like to see on the podcast or hear on the podcast, let me know. 
also subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Subscribe to my mailing list so you keep up to date on all things Autism Mommy and Steffi Kiss. Everything will be linked down below. Make sure you follow me on Instagram if you want to see my day-to-day life, if you want to see how I manage Ethan on a day-to-day, my DoorDash stories, all of that jazz. Follow me on Instagram, underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Autism Mommy podcast. And remember, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job.